listening to Work From The Weight, a personal weight loss journey podcast. A place to share the ups and downs, the experiences, and the science of weight loss, all to encourage you to reach your own weight loss goals. Here's your host, Randy Black. On this episode, we'll be taking a look at one of the sleep disorders closely associated with obesity, and the one I'm most familiar with, sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is a sleep disorder that's characterized by the repetitive interruptions in breathing during your sleep. The pauses in breathing can last for a few seconds to several minutes and can occur multiple times throughout the night. The interruptions in breathing are caused by the partial or complete collapse of the upper airway, which obstructs the flow of air into the lungs. There are two primary types of sleep apnea. The first, the one I suffer from, is obstructive sleep apnea. This is the most common form of sleep apnea. It occurs when the muscles in the back of the throat fail to keep the airway open during sleep. As a result, the airway becomes blocked, leading to pauses in breathing. Once the brain detects that the lack of oxygen and a buildup of carbon dioxide has taken place, it briefly wakes the person up to restore normal breathing. These awakenings are usually very brief, and the individual may not even be fully conscious that they're taking place. The second type of sleep apnea is central sleep apnea. This type of sleep apnea is less common, and it occurs when the brain fails to send the proper signals to the muscles responsible for controlling breathing. Unlike an obstructive sleep apnea, the airway is not physically blocked, but the breathing control system is disrupted. This form of sleep apnea is not affected by or in a response to a patient's obesity. The symptoms of sleep apnea may include the following. Loud and chronic snoring. Gasping or choking during the night. Frequent awakenings during the night. Excessive daytime sleepiness. Morning headaches. Dry mouth or sore throat upon waking. Difficulty concentrating or memory problems. And irritability or mood changes. Sleep apnea can have significant health implications if it is left untreated. It can lead to daytime fatigue, reduced cognitive function, increased risk of accidents, and other health conditions like hypertension, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and stroke. If you suspect that you or someone you may know has sleep apnea, it's essential to seek medical evaluation and diagnosis. Treatment options for sleep apnea can include lifestyle changes, CPAP or continuous positive airway pressure therapy, oral appliances, that'd be like a mouthpiece that goes in and forces the jaw to stay open, and in some cases, surgery can be corrective in, in treating sleep apnea. An accurate diagnosis and appropriate treatment can help to improve sleep quality, reducing associated health risks and enhancing the overall well-being for the patient. Are you enjoying what you're hearing? Head over to workfromtheway.com slash support to donate to the show or join one of our listener membership levels starting at just $1 per month. The treatment of sleep apnea aims to alleviate the symptoms, improve sleep quality, and reduce the associated health risks. The choice of treatment depends on the type and severity of sleep apnea as well as the individual factors and preferences of the individual. Here are some common treatments that are used for sleep apnea. 
The first one, the one I mentioned earlier, was Continuous Positive Airway Pressure, or CPAP. CPAP therapy is one of the most effective and commonly used treatments for obstructive sleep apnea. It involves wearing a mask over the nose or the nose and the mouth while sleeping. The CPAP machine delivers a constant flow of air at a prescribed pressure. This helps to keep the airway open and prevents the apnea episodes. A second form of treatment would be bi-level positive airway pressure or BiPAP. BiPAP is similar to CPAP, but it delivers two different pressures. One for when the patient inhales and a lower pressure for when they exhale. It's often used for individuals who have difficulty exhaling against the continuous pressure of CPAP. Third treatment is the auto-adjusting positive airway pressure, or AutoPAP. AutoPAP machines automatically adjust the air pressure based on the individual's breathing patterns throughout the night. They're helpful for individuals with variable airway obstruction during sleep. Another form of treatment would be oral appliances. Dental devices or oral appliances are designed to keep the airway opening by repositioning the jaw and the tongue. These devices are suitable for individuals with mild to moderate OSA, obstructive sleep apnea, or those who cannot tolerate a CPAP. In cases of mild sleep apnea or as a complement to other treatments, lifestyle changes can be beneficial. This may include weight loss, regular exercise, avoiding alcohol and sedatives before bedtime, and sleeping on your side rather than on your back. For some individuals, sleep apnea primarily occurs when sleeping on their back. So positional therapy involves using devices or methods to encourage sleeping on one side rather than on their back. And the last treatment is usually surgical. Surgical interventions may be considered for individuals with severe sleep apnea who do not respond well to other treatments or have specific anatomical issues contributing to the airway obstruction. For example, let's say you have rather large tonsils and adenoids, and they weren't removed when you were a child. Those could be increasing your sleep apnea problems, and removing those sometimes can fix it. Surgical options can include a, and this is going to be really fun to pronounce, a uvola palatoplasty, a UPP. They, they, they do some adjustment to the uvula in the mouth. You can have a genoglossus advancement. You can have a maxillomanibular advancement, an MMA, uh, and other things. Like I just said, the tonsils, the adenoids. It's essential for individuals with sleep apnea to seek proper diagnosis and treatment from a healthcare professional or a sleep specialist. The appropriate treatment will depend on a thorough evaluation, including a sleep study or Apollo sonomagry, um, which I had rec- I've had two recently. Uh, those will determine the severity and the type of sleep apnea the individual has. Effective treatment can improve sleep quality, reduce daytime sleepiness, and lower the risk of associated health problems such as cardiovascular disease and hypertension. Sleep apnea is considered to be a treatable condition, but is not always curable in all cases. The effectiveness of treatment and the potential for a cure depend on several factors, including the underlying cause of the sleep apnea, the severity of the condition, and the individual factors of the patient. Obstructive sleep apnea, being the most common type of sleep apnea, is often treatable and manageable with various interventions. Some of those treatments include CPAP, oral appliances, lifestyle modifications. They're very highly effective in reducing or eliminating the symptoms of OSA. 
In some cases, lifestyle changes like weight loss, avoiding alcohol and sedatives, adopting a healthier sleep routine can lead to significant improvements, especially if the symptoms are mild or they are positional sleep apnea. For some people, surgical interventions may be necessary. If there are structural issues that contribute to the airway obstruction, surgical options may be the only way to take care of those. And those options can vary, and the success of that surgery depends on those individual factors and the specific issues anatomically for the patient. However, it's important to note that in all cases of sleep apnea, they may not be able to be cured. Some individuals may continue to experience sleep apnea despite trying various treatments. In some cases, management and symptom relief become the primary focus. Continuous treatment, such as using a CPAP or an oral appliance, can control the symptoms and improve the quality of life. For those with central sleep apnea, which is less common and is caused by that dysfunction of the brain's respiratory control centers, treatment focuses on managing the underlying causes and providing supportive therapies to improve sleep and breathing for the patient. It's crucial for individuals with sleep apnea to work closely with healthcare professionals and sleep specialists to determine the most appropriate treatment plan for their specific situation. Regular follow-up and monitoring are essential to ensure treatment is effective and making adjustments if needed. Proper managed sleep apnea can significantly improve sleep quality. It can reduce the associated health risks and can enhance an individual's overall well-being. Work from the Wave is recorded at Don's Creek Studios in Milton, West Virginia. Interested in sponsoring the studio? Head over to workfromthewave.com slash support and sign up as the studio sponsor. Sleep apnea can contribute to weight gain. The relationship between sleep apnea and weight gain is complex and can be bidirectional, meaning that they can, re- they can influence each other. Sleep apnea as we talked about in the previous episode with just lack of sleep can disrupt the balance of the hunger regulating hormones, particularly the two we talked about ghrelin and leptin ghrelin or the hunger hormone increases your appetite. Leptin, the satiety hormone signals fullness. When you have sleep apnea, disrupted hormone levels can lead to an increase in hunger, a reduced feeling of fullness, making you more likely to overeat and consume more calories. Poor sleep and sleep apnea can lead to increased stress, fatigue, and emotional instability. These factors may cause some individuals to turn to food for comfort, leading to emotional eating and weight gain. Sleep apnea can lead to daytime fatigue and reduced energy levels, making individuals less likely to engage in physical activity or exercise. Reduced physical activity can hinder weight loss efforts. Chronic sleep disruption and sleep apnea have been associated with changes in metabolism, including increased insulin resistance. These changes can affect how the body processes and stores calories, potentially leading to weight gain. Poor sleep quality, which is often associated with sleep apnea, has been linked to weight gain and to obesity. Inadequate sleep can disrupt the body's natural circadian rhythms and affect metabolism, leading to weight gain over time. While sleep apnea can contribute to weight gain, it's important to note that obesity itself can also increase the risk of developing sleep apnea. 
That's why this is a bi-directional relationship. Excess body weight, particularly fat deposits around the neck and throat, can contribute to airway obstruction, leading to sleep apnea. Again, if you suspect that you have sleep apnea or you experience unexplained weight gain, it's essential to seek medical evaluation and treatment. Proper management of sleep apnea, along with a healthy lifestyle that includes regular physical activity and a balanced diet, can help with weight management and overall health. In addition to weight gain, sleep apnea can have a significant impact on weight loss and weight management. And here's some of the ways it will affect your weight loss. People with sleep apnea often experience, as I said, excessive daytime sleepiness and fatigue due to their disrupted sleep. They may be less likely to engage in physical activity or exercise, making it harder to burn calories and lose weight. And I know about that one. Sleep apnea can lead to hormonal imbalances. We just talked about them. Ghrelin and leptin that control your appetite and your feeling of fullness. Those imbalances can increase your hunger and decrease your feeling of fullness, potentially leading to overeating, which results in weight gain. Some individuals with sleep apnea may turn to food for comfort, seeking energy to counteract their daytime fatigue. The emotional eating can lead to consuming more calories than necessary, hindering their weight loss efforts. Sleep apnea is associated with insulin resistance. It can lead to higher blood sugar levels and increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Insulin resistance can make it more challenging to lose weight as excess insulin in the bloodstream can promote fat storage in the body. Sleep apnea is linked to um, alterations in hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline, which can affect appetite regulation and metabolism. These changes may contribute to weight gain or difficulty in losing weight. Sleep apnea can interfere with weight loss interventions such as dieting and exercise programs. The lack of restorative sleep that individuals need may lead to a decreased adherence to weight loss strategies and reduce success in reaching weight loss goals. If you suspect you have sleep apnea or you have been diagnosed with it, seeking treatment is essential for both weight management and overall health. Effective treatments for sleep apnea, like CPAP or lifestyle changes, can improve your sleep quality and potentially aid in your weight loss efforts. Always consult with a healthcare professional if you have concerns about sleep apnea or any other health condition that may be impacting your ability to lose weight. They can provide personalized guidance and help you develop a comprehensive approach to achieve your weight loss goals safely and effectively so that you can work from the weight. It's time. It's time. It's weekly weigh-in time. As of the recording of this episode, I weighed in at 393.3 pounds. My weight has stayed consistent throughout the last week since our last episode was recorded. I'm getting walks in most days, so I up my activity level and burn off some more calories. I'm still working on getting my food choices back in line with being better to help create and increase a caloric deficit to lose the weight. The day this episode is out is also a great day in my weight loss and my health journey that's going on. This is the day I'm going to pick up my new CPAP machine, which is apropos that this is the day our sleep apnea episode comes out. My current machine's been by my side for a lot longer than what is typical at 16 years. I've had my CPAP machine longer than I've had my son. 
it was time for a new machine and I'm looking forward to the improved sleep that can come with it. I'll be sure to talk about my progress with our next show before we dive in and talk about our main topic. If you'd like to get daily updates or any updates about my progress, visit workfromthewake.com support and sign up for as little as $1 a month as a weight loss warrior to support the show. And there's other levels there as well uh, that you can sign up for to help support what's going on here at Work From The Weight. On the next episode of Work From The Weight, I'll give you an update about how my sleep's going with the new CPAP machine. But our main topic is going to be discussing the importance of good posture for your health and for weight loss. Thank you for listening to Work From The Weight, a personal weight loss journey podcast. Visit workfromtheweight.com slash follow to see how you can follow the show and receive new episodes automatically when they're released.